And good Wednesday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Wednesday edition. Carson, welcome in, man. Yep, happy to be here again. Carson Crouch, third time. That's a trend, man. They mm-hmm. say it's a habit after three. So Oh, it's a habit. It's now, a habit. For sure, for sure. Uh, but Carson, welcome in by way of Give Him Six podcast. Uh, you know that's a that's a thing these days. Give him six. You know six feet. Give him you know, six. Yeah, six feet. Yeah, six it's feet getting distance. pretty popular now. I think y'all need to capitalize on that. I think that's a that's a thing. It's yeah, a revenue booster. Sure. How about that? Yeah, I think I think we need, yeah I need that trademark right in there. the world of entrepreneurship. That should be you know. Uh, yeah, when we made the uh, name, we didn't think of how this was going to happen, and now look at it, huh? Just think, y'all were y'all were pioneers. We were, and now look at us now. Yeah, look at you. Being, our name is being said <laughs> all over the world. All over it. Uh, but Carson, man, uh, lots changed in the, in right. a week since the last time you were here. Tennessee has a fixed schedule for for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, y- you know, there's a lot of things there. Cade Mays, uh, his his denial of his release there his hardship waiver uh the appeal and the twitter battle uh that has ensued post that uh and then i don't know if you saw it and this is completely uh this first time i've mentioned this to carson um what have you seen the picture of uh, tennessee basketball uh oh yeah their little shirtless thing oh my like i just want to know how that guy next to him drew that short straw oh because i'm like who wants to stand next to that guy? Oh, I'll be honest. You could put you Eve Pons in the linebacker room, and it fits. Oh, the, the ever all the comments were defensive end, defensive he's, end. He's a beast. I mean, it is. He Dude, is, he's a grown man. You know, he's like married, and yeah, I he saw is it, huge. Yeah. You know, he's like married and and got a whole like like I mean, he's a grown man. Like he's yeah. he's got priorities. Oh, for sure. Obviously, the NBA shoulders. is gonna love him. I think he needed to stay one more year, and I think it's a good decision for him. But honestly, he is a man. I think he's that guy that you're not gonna hear like he's not gonna be on like the face of the franchise, but he's gonna be that guy that that gets that rebound when you need it or, oh, or what for have sure. you. Yeah. But uh, but but a lot of things going on. It's game week for the mm-hmm. Rebels. Uh, we talked about that a little bit last night. As Jude, Jude Ellison, myself, Carson, were at uh, Maryville High School. We were at Skeeter Shield Stadium uh, watching those Rebels practice. Again, safe distancing, of course. But we uh, we, we had our equipment out there, had the headsets on, and, uh, and man, it felt like football. Oh, it for sure did. It was uh, something you didn't know you would get to see. Um, with everything going on when this all first started, and we're happy that we're getting able to see our Rebels play. And it was fun to watch them and excited for Friday night. Absolutely, absolutely. A little different look of practice, uh, the way they've broken things up, but we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. And also, uh, Carson, man, you're a worker. Uh, took him a little interview with Lou Birchfield, Nick Daigle, and uh, we'll talk about what the two uh, – rising leaders on this this rebel right, team right. Uh, had to say about the upcoming season and how they've prepared uh, in the wake of COVID-19 we'll talk about that later in the show but but 
But Carson, let's open up today's show, kind of a little rehash. We talked a little yesterday, Jeff and I did, about Tennessee's new schedule. Mm -hmm. But given the name of your podcast, Give Him Six, I feel like you have a Tennessee perspective on what the new schedule looks like. Again, 10 games, conference only, the addition of Auburn and Texas A&M, and all sites said Florida was game number one. They didn't do anything more than upset the apple cart. Florida's <laughs> at the end. South Carolina's at the beginning. And it's just a complete yes. hodgepodge of what you would normally see from a Tennessee schedule. But, man, I like it. I do, too. Uh, what caught my eye first was not as a hard not, not as of a hard schedule as last year. You look at last year, and it was Florida, Georgia, Mississippi State, Alabama, four weeks in a row. And now you have South Carolina, Missouri, and then you have Georgia, but the Alabama game separated with Kentucky, which I've, I'm starting to like how we're playing against Kentucky. Arkansas, I do not – I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about them. Uh, Texas A&M and Auburn, it, it, both of them, are, I think, are going to be good games. Vanderbilt, uh, hopefully we beat them. Um, it's <laughs> no, always, it's going to happen. It's, it it's should happen. happen, and it's just a throw-up each year for some reason. And lastly, like you said, Florida. I love it. I love it. I love I, it. When, how, how old are you, Carson? I'm um, 17, 17. You do not remember 2001, do you? I don't. You were not around, I guess, in 2001. No. Yeah, so 2000, like I said yet, like Tuesday when this thing rolled out. Was it Tuesday or Monday? No, it was Monday. No, it was, yeah, it was. Monday. No, it was Tuesday. You sure? Yeah. I put a dollar on it. it I'll bet Monday. you two bucks. Really? Yeah. Want to up me one? It was Monday. Was it? Day. It was Monday all day here. I'll prove it to you at the break. But anyway, anyway, we digress. But when this thing rolled out and we played Florida the last game of the year, I said, oh, man, feels like 0-1. And what I mean by that is in 2001, in the wake of September the 11th, uh, that week we couldn't play Florida that week because, of, mm-hmm. you know, the country was kind of – had some more important things on their docket, right? right? And so, anyway, we moved them to the last game of the season. It was a game that that meant a lot for both teams. It actually, if Florida would have won, they would have went on, played for an SEC championship, and possibly played for a national championship. We go to Gainesville and knock them off. Eric, I think, I can't remember who the quarterback was at the time. Eric Ainge. Was it Eric Ainge? Because I know he took us down there in 04 – it might have been Casey Clawson, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, I've heard those names for sure. I mean, it might have been Casey Clawson because he, uh, he never lost in the swamp. But but anyway, we go down there, we beat them, and it's it's a pretty nice win for Tennessee. And from that point on, any Tennessee fan that recognized that said, we should always play them at the end. We played so much better, da 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 And, of course, the very next year, we're right back in September. It's 9 million degrees. They've got the advantage because they've played the whole summer in Florida, and there you go. Right. So uh, to have the Gators in Knoxville in December, cold East Tennessee weather, I love it, man. I think it's a, it's a neutralizer if I've ever seen it, and I love it. So, uh, again, Tennessee fans get a little taste of what they've wanted for a long time, Florida mm-hmm. at the end. And then, I, you know, we talked about it a little bit as we were warming up, I guess you'd say, for today's show. Um South Carolina, Missouri, I think both winnable games. Then you have Georgia, a toughie. Then you've got Kentucky, what I would consider a winnable game. And then Alabama, a toughie. But then you've got Arkansas, a winnable game. 
And then A&M, Auburn, Vandy, and Florida, to me, are all toss-ups. They are. A lot of people say, you know, well, but Tennessee's playing five top 25 teams. Well, tell me a year we don't play top five top 25 teams. We're we're a top 10. uh, We have a uh, top 10 schedule, a tough schedule each year. And it's it's like that. And we have to deal with it as Tennessee fans each year. And um, that Texas A&M-Auburn is something we're used to, right, back-to-back. And – like you said, I'm the, what caught my eye was first was obviously that Florida at the bottom because I'm just tired of playing Florida, <laughs> then Georgia, then having uh you know that one Nor- of those. Normally it'll be our cross, our other West cross, right? And then it'll and then, be Alabama, and then Bama. Yeah, so it's it's something that we're thankful for for sure. But honestly, I, I really like starting out with South Carolina. To be honest, it, it could have been a Missouri or Vandy, but it's better than. It's better than Southwest North Dakota State or something. I mean, it's fun to see SEC play right off the bat. It's what you look forward to. So, yeah, it's it's something we're we're gonna have to push forward with that late kind of schedule with Auburn. Yeah, the 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 tough push is going to be the A and M Auburn back to back. Those are the two probably the toughest back to back looks I would say. Uh, And and honestly, it's the better of the two in my opinion because A and M's got to come to Knoxville, so you don't have to play in front of their big old stadium. Uh, you get to get those guys at home. And honestly, uh, Jeremy Pruitt's first road SEC win was on the Plains in Auburn. So uh, I'll, I'll go back down there. I feel like right. he was successful down there. So uh, I'm excited for what that looks like. Uh, the reports were yesterday uh, that there has been now 23 positive tests on Tennessee's football team throughout the, the testing phase. Oh, okay. uh, but I think that's a positive. Right. I mean, because go ahead and it's get not, it out. Well, it's not been an outbreak. And well, once you get it. Yeah. Once you get it, there's a level of antibodies that come back to you, mm-hmm. and then and then you're more. I don't want to say not going to get it, but you have a you have a fighting factor in there that you didn't have originally. So I'm not saying just go ahead and get it and get it out of the way. Maybe that's a good. thing Well, to I mean, say. I think they said once you get it, it's like three months of like immunity. I think they said you won't get it for like three months or something. So they really need to get it now is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm right just there. Kidding. Well, just I mean, send in, send in a mole. If you're, if you're thinking that way, I mean, for sure, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a tough way to think. But I, the, I when Clemson had like 30 right out of the gate, I'm like, they're doing this on purpose. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I they mean, won't be sick coming fall. No. You got a hey, you got a plan, right? It's mm-hmm. all about Dabo's that Dabo's got a plan right there. Make the plan, work the plan. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but Carson, I – I really look forward to, to this schedule. One, just because it's football. Oh, and, yeah. and I think for so many times, uh, we were in jeopardy of not having football. Right. Multiple uh, times on my podcast, I always would, you know, we didn't know what to tell the fans at yeah. the time, you know, in quarantine. Hey, are we going to be able to play football season? We don't know. So, just like you said, we're just happy to see football no matter who we play. Absolutely. Got to keep it clean. Got to stay out of the outbreak category. Uh, you know, again, manage what you can manage. Take care of yourself. And then uh, as fans, uh, you know, we're going to have the opportunity to see some of these games, five home games, five away games. And, uh, you know, yesterday, Philip Fulmer drops the line, uh, 25% capacity in Neyland. So 102,455, that's just a shade over 25,000 people, maybe roughly 25,5 if, if the numbers <laughs> serve correct. And, uh, you know, we'll see what that looks like. Uh, I, I'm interested. You know, we were joking off the air. I said, do they just make smaller checkerboards? <laughs> checkerboards all around the needle. Just do it all the way around, like little mm-hmm. four-man pods right. all the way around. I think it could look good. It could. And I think it's going to be something like how Maryville's doing. I think, you know, students are going to be able to get, you know, first choices, and then you're going to have the 
players' parents and stuff. So. And, and I did being a season ticket holder. I got an email, or actually I got a Facebook message and an email. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Facebook message said, watch your email. You're going to get an email. And then the email just outlined, you know, this is how we're going to select here. You're not going to probably be in your regular seat. We've got some figuring to do, right. and then we're going to move forward with that. So, you, you know, I'm just happy that there's some level of fans. I think, you know, in, in NASCAR, and I know people are like, how is he going to relate car, college football and NASCAR? But I went to Bristol right. uh, a couple months ago when they had the All-Star race. They had 30,000 people there. We well. came. We left. And to my knowledge, there was no major outbreak. There was no impact from that. And and I'll be honest, I was so when you you never you never have the same level of intensity when you buy the ticket as when you get there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like stoked when I buy the ticket, man. I'm kidding a candy store. I'm like, oh, you know, COVID be danged. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, like, we're it's, going. We're clean. I wear three masks. We're good. And so anyway, the closer we get to Bristol, mm-hmm. the more nervous I get. We're just trucking through there, and all of a sudden I'm seeing, thinking. well, I'm seeing cars pass with NASCAR flags on it. Nevada, California, yeah, West Virginia, Michigan, Florida, da-da-da-da-da. And then we get in the parking lot because my buddy, man, he's first class all the way, had a parking pass like 200 yards from the gate. I mean, it was epic, right? Great experience. Uh, we park, and as we're going through the parking lot, Ohio, Alabama, Bam, 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 bam. I mean, just every car is a different state. Mm-hmm. I, me and like three other people had Tennessee tags. Oh, my. So well, I'm that's, here, that scares you. I mean, oh, I'm scratching sure. my head. I'm like, I have messed up. I got two little boys at home. I'm in trouble. But I swear we flat get out of the car. Uh, Bristol's got it lined out. You couldn't even get in line until your fixed window, which was a 15-minute before your entry time. Um, they had you know lines with markers on the ground six feet apart. Concession stands had markers six feet apart. They had every other bathroom was uh, every I think every bathroom was open, but every other stall was blocked off. Every other urinal was not blocked off. I mean, they took some grand scale uh, impact uh, to get this thing done. And so, what I'm saying is, is in in Bristol, Tennessee, NASCAR racing more. You had thirty thousand people and about eight thousand shirts. I mean, that's how that that thing rolled out. Everybody was kind of all American in there, and, and nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is, is the the carefree environment was there, and yet there wasn't a major outbreak. So it can happen. Oh yeah, and that's yeah. what I think. That's what Neyland's going to do. That's what all these football teams are going to yeah. do. And, and there'll be some states that won't have it at all because some are going to be different. Oh yeah, and, and I think in the in the hotbed, and that's that's kind of my buzzword. The hotbed areas: California, Michigan, New York, uh, even some Florida schools. I think they need to really look hard at at twenty five percent. They may need to go to ten percent or maybe none. Just, just uh, well, at that point, I would think they'd go none if it's under twenty five. That's my guess. Well, I think at ten percent, you could still get family in. Yeah, but it now, would it would um, be too small to even see. Well, I mean, just ask Vandy how it feels. Oh, too soon? Too soon? <laughs> too soon. Come oh. on now. You didn't have to do that But uh, <laughs> Well, it's bad when you try to spell Vandy and it looks like Andy. Oh, so. yeah. Didn't they try to put an exclamation part at the end? They tried to put something at the end of it, and they couldn't do it. I think those were just people that thought they were the V. Yeah, and there yeah. was more orange than there was. And there's always more <laughs> orange when it's it's sad. Well, that's the only time they get a full stadium. Oh yeah, but but uh, I'll say this. I'll say this. Twenty five percent. You got to wear a mask if you're not seated. Basically, uh, limited concession. Basically, a pick and go option. 
but it is football. It is Neyland Stadium. It is Knoxville. So uh, that's you know in a in a world where you don't get to pick a lot, mm-hmm. uh, I think we get to pick Tennessee football. We get to watch Tennessee football, and uh, you know if you want to be there and be one of the the faithful few. Uh, you can be one of the 25,000. Uh, ticket sales have not went on sale yet, but I think once they understand their their parents, their students, and their season ticket holders, then they'll roll out the remainder uh, for each game to be able to be purchased. Right. We're just happy to see it. Happy to have football in general, Carson. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what? Schedule released, people in the stands. But let's take a break, listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk the orange and talk a little bit of Cade May's needing to be released not wanting but needing Needing. to be released we'll talk about that on the flip side of the break you're listening to the grind 100.9 fm 8:50 a.m and streaming at wkvl.com we'll be right back you don't want to miss it your hometown alternative to ordinary sports radio 100.9 fm 8.50 a.m. Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Maribel High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student-athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at wkvl.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. The 2020 football season is upon us. This Thursday night, August 20th, don't miss as we preview the opening week of the 2020 football season as Marty Millsaps, Heath Dunkel, Scott Dunkel, and myself, Wayne Kaiser, preview both the Alcoa Tornadoes' first week matchup with the Blackman Blaze and also the Maryville Red Rebels hosting of the William Blunt Governors. Both games will be on the docket, and we'll also talk about how 2020 has been anything but predictable. We'll take our time mowing through the new faces for both the Tornadoes and the Rebels and also talk about what we can look for 
there in week one. So a seven to eight hour of sports right here on WKVL 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM and streaming at WKVL.com. Don't miss it. We'll have both inside information for the Rebels and the Tornadoes and look to give our thoughts on what the 2020 season could hold for both teams. So again, 7 to 8 p.m. Thursday, August 20th, myself, Marty Millsaps, Heath Dunkel, Scott Dunkel will break it down. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be right here, WKVL, your source for sports right here in Blount County. 2020 football is back. We'll see you then. In response to the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak and in what the Blunt Partnership sees is the best interest of its visitors, employees, and community. Taste of Blunt, slated for September 10th in Maryville. The Townsend Fall Festival scheduled for September 25th and 26th at the Townsend Visitor Center. And the Best of Blunt Awards, booked in October, are canceled. The events will not be rescheduled in 2020. These fall events are cherished productions that the community looks forward to annually. But the current environment is not conducive to holding large events where physical distancing is difficult. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grand from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media but if you say i don't like social media but i like podcasts we've got those too you can download the grind podcast on apple podcast and google play music directly from the website it's a one-stop shop for everything the grind check us out online thegrindonsports.com that's thegrindonsports.com El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out right here on the grind, the Wednesday edition of the grind. Carson. Uh, give him six podcasts. What's going on there today, or or any of these days here lately? Well, you know, right now we're um, both kind of trying to figure out a day to get together and stuff since we live. Um, he lives in Nashville. I live here, and so we're just trying to get everything set up. We're planning on doing one this coming week or this week um, because this is big, big news out with football and everything. So we're trying to get one as early as possible. 
Now, where can you uh, where if if you want to hear some of your past podcasts, where right. where do you go check them out? You can go check them out anywhere. You can look us up. We have our own website online. You can look us up on SoundCloud, Apple, um, iTunes, all sorts of things like everything you can think of. Spotify, um, Google Play. We, we're mostly on all um, platforms. Sweet, sweet. You say right. Twitter. You got an Instagram. We have an Instagram, a Twitter, and a Facebook. Man, you're on top of it. That's cool. Give him six podcasts. That's where uh, that's where Carson got his start, and and again, that's the the business that is, uh, Mister Crouch and his yes, cousin. Uh, is it Eli? Eli Elijah Elijah Crouch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that that's worth a listen. You should check it out again on wherever you get your podcast, or Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. But uh, Carson, talking a little bit more about Tennessee football, um, and this is not the greatest of news. Cade Mays, uh, again, Georgia transfer, former Catholic lineman, um, went to Georgia. Uh, again, a different look Georgia when he went down there. Jim Chaney's there. Sam Pittman's there. Uh, and it's a different dynamic at Tennessee. When he went down there, Butch Jones was here. Not the best of relationships. Butch actually was getting fired as his, as his recruitment was coming to a finale. Uh, he goes down to Georgia. Some things happen. You know, his dad gets injured, loses a loses a finger, the whole deal. Uh, Sam Pittman takes the Arkansas job. Jim Chaney comes back to Knoxville. And all of a sudden, between the dad, those two changes, I think Cade goes, I may have made a bad decision. Yeah. He, and he, he leaves Georgia's program, mm-hmm. comes back to Knoxville, and the waiver system started. You know, the, right. the standard return to, you know, waiver, hardship, requirements right and and so he rolls this stuff out and COVID hits and of course that pauses everything well over the course of the last few weeks they've really pushed to get an answer from the NCAA and uh and Monday Monday was a big day uh they roll out his his denial uh he gets denied the the hardship waiver uh says he has to sit out a year and uh and and quite frankly Twitter went nuts between Trey Smith the other football players and then fans of uh, just because it's not, it's not consistent, and I think that's what where everybody's sitting. It's not that, well, I think it is that he was denied, but the consistency of the NCAA is almost non-existent because, you know, you're looking at the the case that I love I love to use is Justin Fields. That's what I, yeah, I hundred percent agree with you. It's so inconsistent and so wrong. They'll take any quarterback that's able to transfer. They could transfer right. You know, Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma, Justin Fields, Ohio State. And it's something that it seems too common for quarterbacks to get accepted. But then you have a lineman that not only did he – he started at Georgia and decides to leave. It's not like he was a backup like most of these quarterbacks decide to transfer off of. But, no, he he decided he wants to go to Tennessee, wants to play with Cooper, his brother coming in. Likes Jim Chaney, likes the Vols. His family loves the Vols. He's from Tennessee. And then they sit there and they deny him, and it's just uncommon to deny. Well, and I think the bigger portion of this, and the the thing that I hang my, my kind of hooks in, is it's one of those deals to where there's a, there's a civil lawsuit going on between the Mays family and the University of Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk about conflict of interest, when you talk about maybe not having the – the best interest of a student athlete, because again, that's the hardship requirement. Right. Is you know trying to make the the best interest of the student athlete supreme. You know, da 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 da. If you're telling me that that it's not tangible enough to say 
he needed whether it was at Tennessee, whether he went to Georgia Tech, whether he went, you know, wherever he wanted to go. Getting him out of Georgia is in the best interest of Cade Mays. Oh yeah, uh, based I mean, I on the so. civil case. So I, I guess the outcry and and I signed a petition yesterday that was going around Facebook. It was on Change.org, uh, and it had thirty thousand plus signatures. Uh, that that literally is free Cade Mays. I mean, it's it's <laughs> that level of you know let him play because right. ultimately ultimately you're looking at a guy who's this is going into his junior year. So if he doesn't play, he has the opportunity to go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Tennessee college football as a whole could lose what Cade Mays would bring to the table. He's a preseason All-SEC player. He's a preseason watch list guy for, for a bunch of these lineman awards. And, and so, granted, we want to see him. I mean, I think as Tennessee fans, our cup is very much half empty with the NCAA. I mean, they've let us down multiple times. But at the same rate, uh, I think just in fairness to, to Cade, fairness to the Mays family, fairness to the University of Tennessee, because they're using a scholarship on this guy. Let this kid play. They're they're gonna appeal the 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 deal. They're gonna appeal the the ruling, if you will. And uh we'll see what shakes out. But to me, it's a no brainer. Let the kid play. Oh, I, I agree. I think we need to let him play. We all wanna see him play. Let him play. Just it's just it's just kinda it's it's just wrong, I think. It's just so it, Inconsistent was a great word, and it's just sad to see this. Hopefully, there can be a change made. So we'll see. Well, and, and in my book, the the gap, you know, the gap between right and wrong is huge here. Mm-hmm. Uh, because here's the deal: the impact Cade Mays has on this offensive line. I mean, no no knock on who else is sitting there. You know, the backups and, and the guys that could rotate in 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 right. place of Cade. But you can't replace a, the starting power of a Cade Mays. I no. mean, he's he's a two-year SEC player. He's I think he's a one-and-a-half-year SEC starter. So, I mean, when you look at it, you want Cade Mays on the floor or on the, on the field. On the field, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I went basketball for a minute. Uh, yeah, but, I've been uh, thinking basketball too. But what I'm saying is is you want, you want a Cade Mays option out there. And so I, I think the appeal needs to go through. I think the NCAA needs to listen. Uh, to those who are critiquing, because again, it's not just Tennessee fans. Uh, Jay Billis, uh, a basketball guy, uh, he he made it known that that was a kind of a travesty. Because again, in 2020, a time when things are getting taken away from us left and right, you just took away this guy's opportunity to play, play. one for his it's... hometown team, for his dad's alma mater, and then again to get past what is a hardship that came from the University of Georgia. Yeah, and everybody everybody has been reaching out to him, and everybody's been definitely telling the uh, NCAA what they um, what they think about this situation. And the uh, NCAA, I mean, we'll see what we'll see what they do. I mean, I hope they can make a change, maybe with all this petition signing and all this backlash they're getting from it. But we all want to see Cade play. I know Cade wants to play, and I think it's just going to be something we're we're going to see happen. I think it has to happen. I think it needs to happen, should happen, and uh, you know, if uh, if us talking about it helps at all, uh, maybe that'll help have it happen. Oh yeah! So everybody gets fired up on this this topic. But I tell you, uh, Caden Mays' return is still in question. But one guy's whose return is not in question, uh, Jeremy Banks. After a year of separation from a football team, after a a questionable weekend that left him uh, dismissed from the football team, right. he sticks in Knoxville, stays in class. 
goes on 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 many many because uh, I follow him on social media. Many many ride-alongs with the KPD, Knox County uh, Sheriff's Department, and uh, lo and behold, come August 2020, Jeremy Banks is back suited up for the Vols and practicing yesterday uh, with the Volunteers. Oh, and it's fun to see him play. You know, he started off at running back and slowly moved to linebacker. And honestly, we're going to need him there. I mean, we lost Daniel. Um, and we're, we're, he's going to do – here's what I'm saying. Henry To'o To'o, that amazing freshman linebacker that he played outstanding last year, is going to help anybody that's on the field. He's a team leader, and that's just how he's built like. And I think he's going to help Jeremy Banks. And I think Jeremy Banks is going to play well too. I think he wants to play. He's been waiting to play. And we're glad to see him back on the field. I, I love players on a second chance uh, because I feel like more times than not – now you have those players uh, that, that just – shoot theirself in the foot. I mean, just quite frankly, i.e. Emmett Gooden. I mean, I think he, right. he went down the wrong road again. And, again, he's been dismissed. But I think players on a second chance, they understand the line that they're looking at. You know, it's kind of one of those deals. You ever, you ever been in a tug of war? Yeah. They're real close to the water. You know, <laughs> guys on a second chance are yeah. really close to the water. So they're going to pull a little harder. They're going to play a little cleaner. They're going to do things a little better. Right. And, and, you know, so I, I'm a I'm a second-chance guy. I'm not a third or fourth or fifth-chance guy, but I'm a second-chance guy, and I think I Jeremy too. Banks has earned that, and uh, and he's going to come out and play play well. I think he's learned and he's grown up a lot uh, since his dismissal, and quite frankly, at the running back position – or at linebacker position, I'm sorry, we can use him. Oh, yeah. We can like use I him. said, it's going to be very important that he's going to be there, especially with his um, – He's going to be one of the oldest guys on the on the field. Honestly, he's he's right there next to Henry, and we're we're expecting a lot out of him. I mean, that's what the coaches are expecting. I'm sure they're telling him, "Hey, we're coming back on the team. You better play hard. You better work hard." And I think, like you said, he is going to work harder, and I hopefully we see a lot of um, improvement this year. Well, and I think I think when you look at it, he's not going to be. I mean, it's not a pencil in. He he didn't show up on the team. Oh yeah, you're starting linebacker. Right. I would say if you look at a depth chart right now, he's probably three guy. Right. He's probably behind some guys because he's not been on the team. But I think physically, what he gave you, gifted uh, the the whole Rhino bull rush kind of level of play that he brought to the table. Uh, there's going to be some opportunity for Jeremy Banks. And, you know, you never know. He may flip the script and, and come to offense every now and again, do some goal line rhino. Uh, I call right it the there. rhino package. But, oh, yeah, uh, that's what we called it. But you never know. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see what that could look like for Tennessee and what that could look like for Jeremy Banks. But uh, excited to have him back on the field. And, and as fall camp is coming, uh, it just it becomes more and more real. There's football on the horizon. We talk about this week being football time for the Red Rebels, and that's very, very much true. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it is very much football time in Tennessee, and uh, Tennessee here in about, I guess, a month and a week, maybe five weeks. Yeah, I think September that, 26th. I was looking at it. It was, like a, it was like a month and a couple. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's about, a, it's about a month and a few weeks. We will go with, we will go with, right now it's the, what? what is it, the 19th? Today's the 19th? Yeah, August 19th. Yeah. Well, so it's every bit of a month and a week, right? right. 19 to 19 and then 7 is put, 26. Put your countdown on. I had a countdown. I put it on pause because we already passed the date, but uh, we'll <laughs> yeah. kick her back up. But, uh, you know, it's exciting to see some guys back. We hope Cade May's appeal breaks through and ultimately uh, just get us 11 on each side of the field, 11 on special teams, and we'll watch it. Uh, 
uh, with uh, with basically fandom at uh, at bay. So we're excited for what Tennessee brings to the table. But hey, we're going to take our last break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to grind on the Maryville Red Rebels taking on the William Blunt Governors. Carson had the opportunity to talk to two of the leaders on this Rebel football team, Nick Daigle, Lou Birchfield. We'll talk about what they had to say about the upcoming season, what they thought about William Blunt, and then ultimately what we expect from Friday night. We'll talk about that on the flip side of the break. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Buy a bag, give a bowl. Hills purchases help feed shelter pets, and you can save every day on Hills Pet Food at Rule King. Join us as we clear the shelters and be a part of this record-breaking adoption event during the month of August when Hills teams up with NBC and Telemundo stations. Visit ClearTheShelters.com for details. And for your source of Hills Pet Food at the lowest prices every day, visit your neighborhood Rural King, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Your local Blount County Community Food Connection is still open serving local families in time of need and hardship. We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blunt County Community Food Connection. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, 
individual and business tax returns. Compilation Review and Assurance Services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grand from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media but if you say i don't like social media but i like podcasts we've got those too you can download the grind podcast on apple podcast and google play music directly from the website it's a one-stop shop for everything the grind check us out online the grind on that's the grind on 2020 has been anything but predictable but there is one thing we can count on football will be back Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Maribel High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve. The 2020 football season is upon us. This Thursday night, August 20th, don't miss as we preview the opening week of the 2020 football season as Marty Millsaps, Heath Dunkel, Scott Dunkel, and myself, Wayne Kaiser, preview both the Alcoa Tornadoes' first week matchup with the Blackman Blaze and also the Maryville Red Rebels hosting of the William Blunt Governors. Both games will be on the docket, and we'll also talk about how 2020 has been anything but predictable. We'll take our time mowing through the new faces for both the Tornadoes and the Rebels and also talk about what we can look for there in week one. So a seven to eight hour of sports right here on WKVL 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM and streaming at WKVL.com. Don't miss it. We'll have both inside information for the Rebels and the Tornadoes and look to give our thoughts on what the 2020 season could hold for both teams. So again, 7 to 8 PM Thursday, August 20th, myself, Marty Millsaps, Heath Dunkel, Scott Dunkel will break it down. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be right here. WKVL, your source for 
for sports right here in Blount County. 2020 football is back. We'll see you then. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Wednesday edition. Carson, we've talked Tennessee in its entirety, and now we're going to step local. We're going to stick to the Maryville Rebels. You are a senior at Maryville High School. Uh, Again, uh, Maryville High School coming off of a state championship in 2019 and losing uh, 34 I think 34 seniors mm-hmm. it was a from lot. a year ago. And and a lot of good starters, 17 starters 17. Uh, being replaced this season, which I argue uh, that that it's the full impact of 17 starters because uh, given the uh, the uh, the slaughter rule that was imposed in a lot of those games, uh, a lot of these guys have seen a lot of action. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, you, you know, they're replacing a lot of key pieces. Of course, they're, uh, they're, they're of course, starting quarterback. Uh, one of their running backs, their leading rusher returns, Parker McGill, uh, but replacing a guy like T. Hodge, replacing Ashton Maples, replacing A.J. Davis, uh, replacing Brody Sloan, uh, a lot of those pieces uh, are going to have to be stepped up and stepped into. And, and you had the opportunity this past week uh, to to get in touch with a couple of those guys, Nick Daigle, uh, who, who hopefully is going to be wide out slash DB. Uh, right. It looks like he's slotted at both of those positions. And also Lou Birchfield, who is uh, is more than capable of, uh, of leading this team. Uh, again, he had a big shoes uh, last year. But, again, with the exit of Mason Shelton and those guys, uh, you're going to need Lou uh, to step it up. So so what what did you have to say with the guys? What did they have and uh, what did they tell you? So, I mean, I talked to both of them. Um, both of them really good friends of mine. You know, we talk all the time. So I asked them some specific questions a lot of people wanted to hear. And some questions that came to mind were pretty general, you know, like how the team, they thought in their eyes, their opinions on the team and so, sorts like that. So, Absolutely. Um, starting off with Lou, I asked him, I said, um, what are some things, you know, you could expect from William Blunt? And um, his words, he said, um, they run a lot of inside zone. Um, they're going to try to shut um, Maryville's run game down. And he said, point blank, they cannot pass. <laughs> So. That, yeah, that's what they've seen. Now, I will say uh, they return their quarterback. Uh, so any time oh, yeah. a year a quarterback comes back, you know, that that evolution year to year could be different. Uh, they return their – I believe their top – they're returning their starting quarterback, their leading rusher, their leading receiver, and their leading tackler on right. defense. And quite frankly, William Blunt hasn't had that level of return uh, in probably in about 10 time. years. Right, they did lose a running back that was a uh, pretty good starter, oh, Michael, Michael yeah. Franklin. They lost him to Greenback, so – um, another, the next question I had for Lou, I said, um, what is different about this team than last year's team? And he said, we lost 18 starters, so it's a lot of lack, lack oh. of experience. Um, so, But we are just as good, he says, and he says they're ready to play. Well, watching them at practice yesterday, they, 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 look, very, they, they look crisp. Right. Uh, you know, they look like they know what they want to do. I, I saw some things out there uh, that make me uh, know that this team's going to look a little different. 
but yeah, I think I think it's one of those next man up mentalities right. at Maryville, and it's uh, it's Carson Jones who who played probably the equivalent of about four or five total games if you look at all of his his reps, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's going to have to be the next big quarterback. Mm-hmm. At Maryville High School, you know Noah Vaughn, Parker McGill. It's their time to shine as as the next big running back right. at Maryville High School. Parker McGill's the the returning leading rusher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he rushed for over twelve hundred yards a year ago, so uh, not too shabby uh, to be coming into your senior season. So I'm a, you know, I think there's a there's still well uh, food in the cupboard right. uh, for Maryville High School, but I, I like their their uh, their take on that. Yeah, Carson's got some shoes to fill, but I think he can do it with Coach Hunt's um, mentality and this this coaching staff. He's going to be able to do it, and I have trust in him. Oh, absolutely! And the evolution of the offensive line last year, we had some uh, some smaller offensive linemen. They they more than fit the bill. I mean, right. obviously, looking at at Carson set a school record, or not Carson uh, Parker set a school record for for single game rushing yards against Farragut uh, with that offensive line. Uh, you know, he there was he was a twelve hundred yard rusher. I think T had eight hundred and something last year. Uh, so yeah. so I mean, you're looking at you're looking at two thousand rushing yards. Uh, on a season uh, of a, of what would be considered uh, an undersized offensive line, and this year the, there's some more beef there. I think to to kind of move some people for Parker for Noah Vaughn. I think he's going to have a breakout season. I do too. And then I think you know at the wide receiver position, a guy we haven't spoke of yet, Markel Fort- Fortenberry, Nick Daigle, uh, and the likes thereof are going to have to step in, step right. up, and, uh, and and be ready to open that thing up a little bit. Both guys, um, what I really noticed about both these guys is they're team leaders. They uh, are getting these guys together. They're trying to mesh together. And the questions I had for Nick were um, pretty similar, but at the same time they were different. And both of these guys' attitude is great. Um, they're excited to play, and like I said, they, they are team leaders to this team, which is a big deal. So I asked Nick, I said, what is the team like this year? Um, how are y'all coming together as a team in times like this? And he said, we're making sure that every guy on this roster knows what to do as much as anyone else. Everyone has to be ready because we never know who could get sick or miss. And I think that's a great point because you never know who could get sick in times like this. Um, Parker gets sick, blah, blah, blah. Who's going to step up? Noah's going to have to do it. And it's something that offensive lineman gets sick, wide receiver, and it's just it's a throw-up. So we have to be ready for any person to come up and fill those shoes so they're making sure that everybody's ready. Yeah, and, and I think, I think uh, you, have to, you have to have a plan for your plan. You have to have a backup plan for your backup plan. It's 2020, and you never you don't know what the next door holds. So, uh, you know, I think as much as we, we sit here and we've got, okay, so the ones and twos, Parker McGill, Noah Vaughn, the ones and twos at wide receiver, Nick Daigle, Markel Fortenberry. You, you've got all this structure, right? And that's normally good, you know, unless you get a, you, you get a flu, you get a whatever. You, you're pretty set, you right. know what I'm saying? You, you mow through the season, you, you do your things you got to do. But with COVID, it's all about who you're exposed to. It's all about who you're you're exposed to and who they're exposed to, mm-hmm. and 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 so there's a little bit of an outlier. You don't only have to have one and two ready. You have to have three, four, five, and six ready. Yeah, uh, because it's next man up. And and given given you know even even now we've already seen the first shoe to fall uh, in the impact to the season as Bearden has canceled week one and two. Or actually, really a lot of Knox County is is right. looking to yeah. do that, but. Um, Bearden actually pulled the trigger earlier. Uh, first two weeks are are canceled, so it will be William Blunt this weekend, 
And then next weekend we'll sit idle as it sits right now. Right, we'll uh, see what happens. I know Knox that. West, who also lost the Bearden game week one, they're looking for an opponent. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, both of these uh, first two games uh, – or, or the Bearden game for for Maryville was a non-conference, so it doesn't have to be made up. But I, I'll be interested in Coach uh, Go- Coach Hunt and, and the rest of the staff's impact and their feelings on uh, – on what that's to look like, we'll we'll have a uh, a preseason coaches show uh, that will air pregame uh, to the Maryville game there on Friday night on our sister station WGAP, uh, where we'll talk about talk with Coach Hunt about what the spring and and summer has looked like for his football team, and also uh, the new reality that is 2020 football. But uh, anything else that the guys had to say about uh, about the upcoming game? Yeah, um, the last question I had, I asked Nick, and a lot of people ask me that throughout the day. Um, a lot of people ask all the players this question, and it's, is this a pass or run team this year, and do you feel like the offense, of, the offense or the defense is better than the other? He said, honestly, I think we, we have a pretty even offensive balancing with pass and run this year. Even though you know we have that new with new quarterback Carson, we'll see what he does. But they we're showing a lot of passing. He says, I think um, I'm confident in both of our offensive defense, even after losing 18 starters. And I'm excited for this year, and we got a lot to prove. I'll tell you this: uh, I felt like last year's team had a lot of doubt on the defensive front and offensive front, and and they were probably the the unsung MVP of the season. Mm-hmm. And I say that because you never you never said oh. That would have worked, but they let down. You never said that. I mean, I can't tell you. I, I know both of them were players of the game, Rebel Radio players of the game, at least once, maybe multiple times, because it was just – it was either a wall on defense that the other team couldn't break through, or it was – it looked like Parker or T didn't get any yardage, but it was because the offensive line had pushed the defensive line right. two or three yards forward. So uh, I'm excited for what that looks like. I think I think preseason, and I think this goes at the high school level, at the top notch high school level and the college level. It's hard to gauge where you're at mm-hmm. because there's a lot of newness here. Uh, again, are you? Is it because do you look balanced because you're both new? Do you look balanced because you're both good? Uh, you know that that question is up for debate. But I think when you're at a Maryville, uh, when you're at a lot of these Blunt County schools, but when you're at a Maryville. Uh, you, you know, iron sharpens iron, and and I think you know you're if you can go up against the Maryville defense and be successful, you're going to be successful against a lot of defenses. Yeah, I agree. It's a not a easy defense to play, and really, what I took away from both of these guys, like I said, is this team is ready to play, and a lot has fallen on them. A lot of opinions. This is not the same team. Blah blah blah. This is this team is not going to be as good, and that's going around the school. I mean, I'm inside it every day. Mm. Um, a lot of negativity towards this team. Um, but a lot of positivity too. You know, a lot of a lot of guys are excited. But you know, what can you expect? We don't know. We haven't seen, and we're going to see Friday. So we're just going to have to see. Um, a lot of a lot of people are are a little nervous. See what happens. A lot of people have doubts. But I think, in all honesty, every Maryville fan is excited to see Friday night. Right, and I think our our local Blunt County, it, we're real invested in the high school side of things. Uh, we are here at WKVL WGAP. And, uh, and, and you know, we're just excited to have it. You, you know what I'm saying? For so long, the question was out there, is it going to happen? Are they going to cancel? Are they going to move it to the spring? What, what does that look like? And I think now, uh, two days away, knock on wood, uh, we're going to see some Friday night lights right. here in a couple days. But uh, Maryville and William Blunt's on the docket this week. That's the one that, that we'll have between now and the next time you're in that chair. Uh, so w- what do you see? 
I guess what is your outlook on on Friday night? Uh, what do you what do you think is going to be a surprise from Friday night? And then what, ultimately, I'm going to put you on the spot. What's your score prediction? Well, um, in all honesty, to start off with the first question, I think I think that we're going to see a lot, a lot of run, and I think Parker's going to tear it up on just the, to settle the settle the team down a little bit. I think I think they're going to start off a little slow, not jump right into passing. I think we're going to go up. Um, Parker's going to rush for a couple, and I think we're going to go up. I say twenty-one nothing. Oh, um, to start. Just jump out there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. I mean, why not? Yeah. And I think our defense is going to hold really well. I feel a lot of confidence. Watching that practice yesterday with this team, the team looked meshed. And I think that's team chemistry is huge, uh, especially like this. Not a lot of teams been able to practice as much. Maryville's been practicing as soon as they let them practice. Oh, right. So it's something you have to have to look at. And I think that it's going to be a ground game. On Friday, and I'm fine with that. And my score prediction for this game, man, this is a tough one. I'm going to say 35-14. Really? 35-14. No running clock in the second half. Well, that's what I'm thinking. But I, I'm thinking we. I think we we play them. We play the, as much as much uh, experience as we can get this team. I think. I think you make a really good point. I, I think they want to get people out there, get them some uh, some some minutes, some real time minutes, right. not against you, the opposing Maryville players. Uh, so I think that's going to be a balance. I think it's going to be a matter of you, you're you're starting new guys. So I think you know how long do you leave them in? You know what what's the the dynamic there? Uh, I do you have a do you have a breakout player that we haven't spoke his name yet? Well, I mean, we're just going to have to like a surprise player. Um, I, I would say a surprise player would be Markel. I think he's going to have a great season. You like season. Markel? And I think, uh, what about Roberts? A kid named Thomas Roberts. Yeah, 32. Big guy. Yeah, I think he's I think he's a beast. And he didn't. You know, hasn't played in two years, but he was great freshman year. I played with him. And he was a lot to upcoming. He was supposed to be great. And, you know, now he's come back and decided to play. And, honestly, we watched him in practice. He looks pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I talked to Coach Hunt there there a couple days ago, just talking about rosters, two deeps, and you know, kind of what his feelings on the season was. And he goes, "I don't think I can give you a two deep this week." And I went, <laughs> "I love it because Coach Hunt's that guy. Yeah. He's a chess player until Friday night, until that those those stripes say it's time to play. His his wheels are turning. Do we have the best eleven on each side of the ball? And, and I love that about his 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 intentional." Work ethic, you know what I'm saying, and that's what I, I continue to call it because Coach Hunt uh, does a great job uh, with this program. You know he's got a, a, a near 93 percent winning percentage. He's 41 that's and three, 41 and three in his first three seasons. That's wild. Uh, he's won more games than most three-year coaches have played. It just tells you where where I mean, it's you at. Just, you just think about that right there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's he's coached 44 games in three years. Wow. Average average 14.3 games. That's insane right there. Yeah. It's, very, very good. It's sick unless you wear the red and the black. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're, we're right here at the top of the hour. I'm going to hold my score prediction until we're going to do a preview show right. uh, there, there Thursday night. Again, don't want to miss that. As myself, Marty Millsaps, Heath Dunkel, and Scott Dunkel will step in to Hype Sports, thegrindonsports.com. Uh, we'll host a preseason preview show where we're going to talk it out. We're going to grind it out. We're going to really dive into the, the Alcoa Blackman game and the William Blunt Maryville game as I think it kicks off what has been a wild and crazy 2020, but a sense of normalcy returns when the lights come on 
on Friday nights. But, Carson, man, it's always fun to hear from you, it's great. talking with you. Again, give us where we can find out about the Give Him Six podcast. Give Him Six podcast can find us anywhere, SoundCloud, um, Apple Music, um, Spotify, anywhere you can think of. Just look us up in Google, any search engine, and we'll pop up right there for you. You know you're a big deal when you're on Google. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, Google, oh, when, when Google knows you, that's a big deal. <laughs> and they're on first-name basis, Carson <laughs> and Google, uh, each, each one known by a single name. But uh, Carson's going to come in Friday night and, uh, and help us with social media. So, again, if you follow Rebel Radio uh, on WGAP or on our social medias, uh, you'll have Carson driving the bus there I will. this Friday night. So if you have a question for Carson, uh, make sure it's a good one. Uh, so, yes. Carson, you have been right. served. Yes, so, I man, have. I appreciate you coming in. Always fun talking. It is. See and, you, you know, next week. See you Friday night. But, hey, if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and, yes, grind on. We'll see you tomorrow. You don't want to miss it.